Welcome to a brand new edition of the Retro Room Podcast here on the Ball Is Life Podcast Network, which you can find on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. The video version of the show can also now be found on YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love and support to the show. Shout out to my family at Red Bull for the fridge behind me. Uh, always uh, supporting the, the podcast from day one. I know I get Danny Blanco some Red Bull early in the week. I don't know where it's at, but uh, just drink it. You did it already? Drink it. I got it. Dang. It's my body. <laughs> um, as always, I'm joined by Danny Blanco. I am Danny Blanco on both Instagram and Twitter. Danny Blanco, my man, how you doing? I'm excited as usual. Uh, for our guest today, I, uh-huh. I can't wait to speak to him and pick his brain. So I'm excited about that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J, C-R-U-Z. And I'm joined by the son of an NBA legend, son of an NBA Hall of Famer, Jason Kidd, TJ Kidd, now joining us. TJ, my man, how you doing? I'm good. How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Can't complain. You can follow TJ on both IG and Twitter at TJKid2 underscores following that. Uh, he's all the way out in sunny California, rubbing in our face about the current weather while we have uh, some winter weather going on still here in New York. Um, I hope you're enjoying LA, man. Hope you are. <laughs> I am. I am man. No complaints. The tra- the only, my only complaint is the traffic, but uh, that's everywhere. <laughs> Um, today should be fun, man. I know I've, I've, I've had you on a long time ago. Uh, it's, it's been a while, but I know the next week or so, two weeks, we're going to have you on a couple of shows. Just go sure. through the whole car wash of the whole podcast network. Um, yeah. some, some basketball talk, some pro wrestling talk we'll, we'll have later on in the week should be fun. Um, Definitely. but I felt this was cool because, you know, like I tell you all the time and I told your dad, was crazy. I had your dad on the on the show ten years ago. Next month, um, wow. it was March 2011. Back in my blog talk radio days, and um, I thought I would have him on for 20 minutes. That's what the lady told me. He, yeah. He's uh, he's um, he had a game the following night against Portland in Portland. He was in a hotel room, and I had your dad on for an hour. He was just the best man, and I. I told him, and I tell you all the time, not because you're wrong, but he's my favorite point guard of all time. No disrespect to Magic and Isaiah, but I just wasn't, you know, I, I didn't really f- fully watch him in their prime. I saw yeah. Jake his entire career from the Mavericks to the Suns to the Knicks to wherever else he went, the Mavericks back to, the, to Dallas. Uh, my, f- my favorite point guard of all time, just a different um, different beast on the court, man. My dad... Um, my brother put me on to J Kid. I, I know Denny would know this too. Yeah. So he would tell me, uh, my brother Joe would tell me, you, you, you got to watch this this kid, no pun intended, play uh, um, at, uh, at, at midnight on ESPN for the California Bears. Yeah. I said, I said who is he? He said, Jason Kidd. And I said, damn, they got games at midnight, bro. But he said, yo, but that's, that's nine o'clock in the West Coast, but whatever. So I saw a couple games, man. This 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 guy just looked like you know the rest of the history. I'm oh. saying I saw him at midnight ESPN one night for California, and it was like, man, I knew he'll be something special. Became a draft pick, all that good stuff. So Denny, 
Uh, before you get into asking TJ questions, man, I, you do feel me on seeing J Kid uh, playing for California Bears on ESPN at midnight a couple of times, right? Uh, you, you, you. I mean, you. For for me, it was just a matter of um, the time being up because I knew it would be trouble the next morning. <laughs> so that's one. So, but being up and just getting maybe maybe thirty minutes or forty five minutes of him, okay. This is a guy who was like 6'4". And for those, you, you, you back in the day, you expect uh, the guys to be fast that are short. Mm-hmm. But for, for Jason, Mr. Jason Kidd, he was 6'4". He was, he was stocky. And he was fast. He was just unbelievably fast right. for 94 feet. He was just quick, gone, boom, moves, crossover, behind. And, and it wasn't a matter of, also, this is the first time, too, where I saw a player, the first time ever in my life being a basketball player and fanatic, etc. This is the first time I saw a player dominate a game without taking all the shots. That was the first time in my life. I've never seen, usually it's like all oh, these guys, you know, are rebounding or defending or shooting, but... J kids numbers, they don't, yes, they don't scream at you, but when you watch the film and watch the actual game, he is a basketball savant, period. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. So listen, so let me jump on it. Yeah, let me jump on it. I mean, obviously basketball, uh, you would imagine basketball's in, you, you lived and breathed basketball all your life, TJ. But what mm-hmm. other... Uh, interests and loves do you have besides basketball, if I may ask? Uh, oh, man, there's just so much. I mean, I love I love movies, music. Um, what else? Oh, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. I've I've watched, I've seen every WrestleMania. I've like I went back and watched it. Like, it's just mm-hmm. very like I, I just love it all. Like, it's so it's so uh, it's just so much fun to watch. I just, I love like the storytelling and just, and the fans are fun too. The fan, the wrestling fans are fun. And I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then, uh, right. and then just, I mean, really sports in general. I love, I mean, I love sports. Like, I'm, how'd, you, I love, how'd you jump on? I'm sorry. How'd you jump on wrestling? How'd, how'd that fall into your lap? It's funny actually. So my mom was on a flight going i forget where but i guess edge was on her flight wow yeah <laughs> of all people edge of all people yeah what are, what are the odds and then she was like oh you gotta watch um you should watch she told me about medium i didn't know i didn't really know i'm like i've heard the name before but i was like okay so she was like oh you gotta watch friday night smackdown i was like okay i'll check it out and then i was just hugged ever since Daddy Edge of all people, not like some jobber, some guy who just started. Talk about Edge, a world champion, tag team champion, one of the greats of all time. Yeah. And that's who that's who his mom meets on on, on a random flight. I just people. imagine him laying back with his hair just glistening, his blonde, <laughs> his blonde hair just glistening, and we're just like, oh, it's Edge. What's up? Because the head nod, yes, whatever. Um, as we mentioned, you you are the son of a legend, man. I, I think you know when people these high profile athletes and they have kids and it, there's a lot of expectations to, to live up to their, to their, to their mom or to their dad or, or what they're doing. Uh, did you ever feel that way? Like, Hey, listen, if my dad is a 
pro basketball player for so long that I had to be just like my dad and play basketball. I I, I might watch basketball, but I may want to play it. Was there a different sport? You say, you know what? If basketball is not for me, I might want to try baseball. I, I might want to try football or something else. You know, it's funny. Um, people ask me that a lot. And like, I remember like, as I've, like, as I've been growing, like, as I've grown up, I, like I did for a while, like I thought basketball was supposed to be basketball, mm-hmm. but like such a big world outside of basketball. And the one, like, and the one person I kind of learned that from was Kobe. Mm, okay. Like watching like what he did, like business wise and like how he went and won an Oscar and like, like there's so much more to like basketball for me. I always know it's going to be there, whether I'm playing it, coaching, like, it's like I'm. I'm sure if I cut like my wrist, I bleed orange leather. Like, <laughs> absolutely. For for me, it's like I like it's it's we we're the deciders of our own destiny. So I think at the end of the day, for us, it's important that we l- try different things, do different things, and just have fun. Life's short, so right. I mean. Yeah. You can't put that pressure on yourself. You hit it right on the head. Now, besides your fa- besides your father, now is Kobe one of your one of your favorite basketball players? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just watching him, getting to watch him play. I mean, against my dad was just unbelievable. It was one of like honestly, it was like. One of, it's just like one of those things that like you look like I look back on now like wow it's just I mean I think I think Kobe was the closest thing to my generation's Mike yes say it again you could say it it's okay I see you hesitate now go ahead say it again please slowly say it again <laughs> with emphasis please uh, please I think Kobe was my generation's Michael I agree I agree I think he, I mean, the closest thing we've seen to the turnaround fadeaway, just the intensity, the passion, the, like just that, just everything, the Mamba mentality, that just everything. Like it was, it was so much fun to watch and just, it was truly just a joy. And like, and he was just so cool too. Like every time I've gotten to interact with him, he was just always so just cool. Like I never like got any bad vibes from Kobe. Like he was just, he was, he was a man. He was a man. Beautiful human right. being, they say. Beautiful human being. Yeah. So, okay, quick question. If if your dad was playing against the Lakers and Kobe and everything, and, and, and I'm going, Randy. No, 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 not, not yet, not yet. I'm saying, like, <sighs> TJ loves Kobe and respects Kobe. and I, But I want to find out if there's a player that your dad played against that was really good, but he was like, man, I can't stand this guy, man. Cause he's, he's, he's always beating my dad or he, he's always winning a title or like every last second shot goes in. Is there a guy that your dad played against in, in, in his prime in his era that you feel like, damn, man, I can't stand this uh, guy. No, I mean, I think I was fortunate enough to like, like everybody that he played cause he either played with him like in an all-star game or team USA. Right. So I don't think there was anyone like in particular that I just didn't like or like I there's a bunch of guys like 
there's a bunch of guys like, oh, it was fun to root against for sure. Absolutely. Like I had fun going to the games and just like, just, um, just having fun. Like it was always fun. It was always fun for me. And I think for, I mean, there's a, I mean, there was a lot of fun matchups I always looked forward to. Like when I got, when I looked at the schedule in the beginning of the year, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good game. I want to be at this game. I want to be at that game. Oh, I definitely want to be at that game. But um, I think it's, I mean, it was always fun. It was just fun. Right. So before Denny goes, I want to ask you, because I I, and probably Denny would would agree, I recall seeing you like maybe when the Nets made the finals, like on TV and your dad would have you in the press conference and stuff like that. And, but when did you, when did you, when did you really realize that this is what my dad does for a living? Like, when did you realize, all right, he plays ball. He's in the NBA. There's all these big time athletes, Shaq, Kobe, AI, Garnett, Duncan. Like, when did you realize this is what my dad does for a living? I'd probably say around like ages seven, eight, nine, like when is when I really like kind of understood it better. Mm-hmm. Just, I was just little and having fun. And like those pictures you would see me, like I was, I'm, I'm like, I didn't know any better. I was just playing basketball, having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably wondering like, well, what are all these people doing here? <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, it was really, it was just probably around then is when I kind of was like, okay, like this is what he does for a living. It's pretty cool. Like, mm. Daddy. Well, listen, TJ, uh, you've seen a, you've seen a lot, um, a lot of basketball players, all Kobe. Obviously you just said, mentioned Kobe. Are you paying attention, any attention to what's going on right now in the league? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, love, I love today's product. It's been, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's exciting. And, I mean, there's just so many, there's so much talent in the league right now. You really think so? Versus, versus, um, you know, I, me and Randy go back and forth because uh, your father played in a league where was, you know blood need to be spilled for a foul. Uh, uh, you needed to be drop kicked. Oh, you yeah. know, of course. Yeah. So you know, tell me a little bit how you you know how you feel about uh, the the game game then and then and now. I think the game, right? I mean, I think it, the game is an ever-changing process, and it's always evolving. So I think it's—I don't. For me personally, it's hard to compare eras because, like, people say, like, "Oh, you can stick like LeBron in the '70s, and he'll win 15 championships." Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, we don't know. Like, we'll never, like, unless someone's got a time machine, we don't know about. <laughs> we right. don't know. I think we just we gotta. I think it's important as fans. Like we gotta appreciate each era for what it was and what it is. Because history, history, basketball, and history are hand in hand when you're talking about it. And like, in order to understand it, you gotta appreciate its origins and how it's evolved and go on that journey to where we are now and where we are now is we're in the era of the three point shot. Like you got guys like Steph Curry, who I think he might just be the greatest shooter of all time. Yes. Yes. Basketball, basketball is the cool thing about basketball too, is it's not definitive. Cause there's guys like everyone I'm sure in the eighties and nineties said like, Oh, Reggie Miller is the best shooter ever. Then Ray Allen came along. Then 
and now we have Steph. Right. So it's like it's it's so cool to see like how the games and like evolved and changed so like dramatically. I mean, sure, like some fouls don't need to be called. <laughs> like I think um, I think flopping is definitely a problem. I think I think flop, I think flopping is a problem. I but I mean I think too what's held this the talent right now is the influx that we've seen come from Europe. Yeah. You got, you got got guys like Luca who, I mean, I think he's going to have an incredible career. Mm -hmm. I think. And and Luca is is a guy that you can say mimics what your dad did. A guy who just a point guard. Sure. Um, he might have more range than than than, than Jay Kidd, but he's yeah. a guy that can score, rebound, assist, steal, and play a lot of minutes on the Mavericks of all teams. Yeah. Who, you know, with with Mark Cuban, so he is a prototypical Jay Kidd. I, I I would say a taller Jay Kidd, just with more range, and uh, you know, even like Lonzo Ball mimics Jay Kidd as well. So yeah. you have a couple guys in the league right now that it's like, hey. That's, that that could be a Jason Kidd 2.0 kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think that's the cool thing too. I like to I tell people all the time. Like you see different pieces of different players from the past too. Like, and that's the and like that's what I mean. Like when you look back, these guys like in their legacies, they don't ever go away. Really, like you think mm-hmm. they and and that's what makes basketball so cool. Like you you see you see like. You see little p- bits and pieces of like Stockton and from like certain players. You see bits and pieces of magic from, I mean, LeBron, I think is the closest thing to magic that we've seen mm-hmm. in this size and passing ability. Cause I mean, you don't see a lot of guys, LeBron size passing the ball like that. So, like you mentioned, you said LeBron is the closest thing to magic in your eyes in the current game. Who, is it Lonzo? Is it Luca? The closest guy you see like that resembles your father the most right now. Um. Ooh. I mean, I think I see. I would have to say both, just because like there's like I think Luke Luca plays with that same kind of swagger my dad did. Mm-hmm. Like, since like he's he's gonna he's gonna go get he's gonna go, he's gonna go get a triple double. He's gonna he's gonna do it. And have you entertained the whole way through? And we're like Lonzo's the same way, but but he's long. Where they're different is Lonzo. He's gonna he's gonna go get that triple double. But it's like Benny was saying, like it's gonna be like not as flashy. The numbers aren't gonna be like as like they're not gonna like um, they're not gonna like pop out at you right away. Mm-hmm. But like when you look at the box score stat sheet or whatever, like you're gonna be like, damn, okay. Well, yeah, TJ. You know what it is for me? It's a couple of things I want to go through. Go through with you. First, number one, just to piggyback up what you said, right? So yeah. it's more of the science of the game when it comes to Jason Kidd or it comes to a Luca. It for me and for a lot of uh, NBA aficionados or NBA, uh, you know fans the deep deep thinking fans it's the way the pass is delivered the way the pass is received it's the way to so for example the nets team um got a lot of layups 
Phoenix teams got a lot of layups. These are the teams that your, your father played on because everyone knew as soon as the ball got into his hands, if you ran up the court, you were getting a layup or, or a decent shot. And it also padded your stats, which in turn padded your contract. Yes, uh, Mr. Jason Kidd has paid out millions and millions of dollars to a lot of other players. That's first and foremost. Secondly, um, you mentioned the game change. Me and Randy go back and forth about the game change. I, I don't like this 150 to 175 scores. I really don't like these scores. Yeah, they're a little bit ridiculous. I like them around the uh, maybe 110, 120. That's fair. Yeah. These 150, 160s, that's not defense. That's YMCA. All right. And then third, because the universe is so big, uh, the yeah. NBA universe, the NBA universe is so big, right? Yeah. I, I fear that um, – and this is just me thinking off top. Uh, Dame Dame Lillard, very very great player today, point guard. I fear that because there's so many, because he plays in the, um, you know, he plays for Portland. There's so many great players today. Your Curry's, your LeBron's, your your Kawhi Leonard's. Your, there's so many storylines. Yeah, I think Dame is going to fall in the cracks between. Uh, he he reminds me of Brandon Brandon Roy. And if you recall Brandon Roy during the time. He was playing with a lot of great players. Yeah. And he got hurt. Obviously, he got hurt and, it, you know, installed his career. But, um, you know, what do you think about what do you think about Dame and, and what he's doing versus all the other guards in the league? I think Dame does. Like, I think people need to put a lot more respect on Dame's name. Like, I mean, it's just I think it's ridiculous. Like, I think I saw something. Um, I think it was Stephen A. He said um, that Dame has been leading the league in clutch points since 2012. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that 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 that's nine years now. Nine years. <laughs> oh come on! I just I I mean I think Portland is in a unique position because they it's kind of similar to Brandon Roy in the sense like that those teams that like you have Portland who has Melo who I think should should have always been in the league. I think it was ridiculous that he shouldn't have been like. I'm like, I don't want to give analytics the time right now, but (laughs) (laughs) thank you, TJ. Thank you. We appreciate you hearing this show. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think, I think Portland, Portland's, I think one, they're like one or two pieces away, I think from being a a threat threat in the West. But I mean, Dame, I know Dame went to the same high school as my dad. So I mean, I, I mean, I love him. I love him. I think he's a, he's. I think he's he deserves so much more respect than he gets. Mm. Yes, sir. I agree. Um, and keeping with the current stuff, before we go into the the retro stuff, which you, um, you know, let's talk about your dad, who's now an assistant coach with the Lakers. Defending champion Lakers, so your dad has a ring on the court and another coach. one. I'm not, you got two now. You got two now. So not many can another say that they want a ring on the court and as a coach. Uh, but he did it in in a weird time in the bubble. Uh, I don't I don't I don't even know how long he was in the in, in that in that gym for, but a very long time. So yeah. how was it for you to see your dad win a title as an assistant coach with the Lakers? But kind of understanding the circumstances he had to do it in it's funny people like i hear like some of these pundits saying like oh they need it they got to put an asterisk next to it but i'm like why like it's a championship they went and played for a championship they won a championship like there's no i mean you don't really have to 
like sugarcoat it. Like it was tough. It was probably tougher than a normal NBA Finals because mm-hmm. when you're preparing for a normal NBA Finals, you have a little more time. Like you got you go through the media stuff and you do all that, the photo shoots and the travel. Yeah, the travel. I mean the travel and I mean, it, I think that championship deserves a lot more credit than it gets. Mm. Absolutely. And it was really cool to see though, because I mean it's like it's like winning a title with the Yankees or like because I mean the Lakers are such a historic franchise. Like you got and I mean I'm such a like I love basketball history and like it's it, it was cool to see. It was cool to see. Mm-hmm. And and the Lakers, they're just such a world class organization. It's it's really it's just it's so cool. So, so what was the 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 chip celebration like <laughs> when he got home? What, what, what y'all do? <laughs> if you can divulge, if you can divulge, I, honestly, I really wish I could tell you, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. I plead the fifth, but Good I, answer. Good answer. I love it, DJ. God damn, um, God damn. That's what I'm talking about. But um, I think. I mean, I'm sure they celebrated responsibly. That is good answer. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I yeah. mean, they, I don't think they threw the trophy or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, not like Tom Brady, right? Throw it no, in the water yeah. and shit. Yeah. No, but um, I think I think they. I mean, I think their goal is to just repeat. I think they want to repeat. So, yeah. and they have they have the team and the talent to do it. So hopefully mm-hmm. they do. Yeah, Daddy Blanco. Yeah, let's get to the retro. You said you wanted to talk. Uh, you want to lead into the uh, the retro. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, my go. All right. All right. Oh, well, I was, you know, because I was, I was, I was talking a little bit more. So, yeah. Um. So TJ, we're gonna throw some stuff at you. Um, Throwback retro stuff regarding your dad and our favorite moments and stuff like that. So I want to start off with this. And I know I'm going. I'm jumping the gun with this, but um. I always felt that your dad should have won the MVP back in 2002. And the reason why I say that because your dad goes in the trade from the Phoenix Suns to New Jersey. Marbury's involved. And in 2001, they win 26 games. The first Mm -hmm. year your dad is on that roster, they double the amount of wins. They get 52 wins. They're first in the Eastern Conference, and they go to the to the NBA Finals. But they give the MVP, and Denny, I want you looking at this. They give the MVP to Tim Duncan. So if you can, if you're watching on video, Tim Duncan, 25, 13, four, uh, four assists and two blocks, 58 and 24, second in the Western Conference, but they lose to LA in the conference semis. On the flip side, Jason Kidd, 15, 10. Rebounds, uh, no, 10 assists, seven rebounds, two steals, 52 and 30, first in the Eastern Conference, a plus 26 uh, win difference, and they go to the NBA Finals. So I, I, I still to this day feel like Jason Kidd should have won the MVP back in 02. And I know TJ might be a little biased, but try to help me out. Like, why do you feel like, one, do you agree? And two, what makes you agree more the fact that your dad should have won the MVP back in 02 and not Tim Duncan? Um, I'm actually going to, I might shock some people here. Oh, um, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I mean, 
I I get why they gave it to Tim. I do, and I think Tim was the. I think Tim should. He was MVP. I think he was the MVP that year. But, mm. but if this was the years Nash won the MVP with the, I think, I think maybe maybe you look at it a little differently. But I, it's it's. It's tough to say, but I don't know. I honestly, I think Tim Duncan should have been the MVP. He won won the MVP. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't change it. But but, TJ, look at the numbers, bro. Let me defend, let me defend, let me defend defend Jason Kidd real quick. (laughs) And one more before Denny goes. I know, I know he'll go off on a rant right now. The thing is that the San Antonio Spurs were always winning once Duncan got there. The New Jersey Nets were not winning before J.K. got there. So I, Tim I, Duncan, they won a chip in 99, playoffs yeah. in 2000, playoffs in 01, playoffs in 02, and until, until he retired. They, they, they're in the playoffs every single year, and I love Duncan. I'm just yeah. saying. Oh, no, I, he, I, I hear you. I can totally get what you're saying. I mm-hmm. just, I mean, I like, because I think the vote, I'm not sure how the voting worked, mm-hmm. then, but. I just, I mean, because if it's, because I think they vote just going the regular season. And I think, I mean, if you're looking at Tim's numbers versus, versus my dad's, and I, like, I honestly, I would have loved to see him win an MVP. Like, mm. I'm, I would absolutely love to see it. But I think, I just think, think Tim, like, his numbers are more appealing to the MVP voters' eye than my dad's were. Okay. And also, and you go back to like, oh, you're playing in San Antonio and you're playing in New Jersey. San Antonio is more of a appealing destination as to send the MVP award to than a New Jersey. I hear but, that. I hear that. I mean, it is what it is, unfortunately, and he never got one. But I mean, he. I think. I think the next. I think honestly, if you were to give it to him, I would have given it to him the next year. Hmm. And Danny Blanco just mentioned that, so go ahead. He, he pulled up the numbers for 03, but I feel like more too. Go ahead. Well, no, I'm just looking at okay, here's my argument. The the O, so I'm looking at the 01, it's 0102 roster of the New Jersey Nets, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the 0102 roster of the San Antonio Spurs, exactly. I'm comparing rosters now, San Antonio. Obviously, yes. You they, had, they had some talent on that roster. <laughs> Steven Jackson, Bruce Bowen, mm-hmm. Antonio Daniels, Danny Ferry. Ladies and kids, Google Danny Ferry. He actually could play. Uh, <laughs> Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Okay. okay. That was now. And then I go to Jersey's roster. No disrespect to anyone on this roster. Jason Collins. Mm-hmm. Harris, Richard Jefferson, Anthony Johnson, Jason Kidd, Kerry Kittles, Todd Mc- Todd McCullough, Kenyon Martin, Brian Scalabrini, Keith Van Horn, just to name a few. Now, and Aaron Williams, excuse me. It's not even close. Like if you, in terms of who who put in the more work. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, that's my I argument. Jersey, I think New Jersey, absolutely, that team. Worked hard. That team worked hard both years to get where they were. Unfortunately, they ran into Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Shaq was, Shaq was mad that Tim had his MVP award too. Clearly, 
Oh, Shaq's mad. Everyone took his MVP. <laughs> but I, lo- I love Shaq. I love Shaq. But um, I think I just it's so hard because those th- that era of basketball, and I'm gonna make a re- wrestling reference here. It kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of the Attitude Era going into like right after the Monday Night War. Mm-hmm. When right. WWE you t- got all those big WW WCW stars. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think because like you have guys like when you, you got guys like Rock and Hogan, and then you got Tim du- like the Tim Duncan and David Robinson on the same team. It's like right. There's just so much star power in, in the league at that time, and Jordan's still there. People forget Jordan. I mean, exactly. a, lot of, a lot of people forget Jordan was still there, and he was still handing out forty pieces. As a wizard, as, as a, a wizard, wi- as a wizard, he was just, mm. I mean, I think it's just, it's such a hard, it's such a hard, like we could, I feel like we can talk for hours about just how that, the, that those years of basketball and just like how talented and like just how much fun it was to watch. Mm-hmm. Betty Blanco. Do you think, um, your dad developing a jump shot later in his career hurt, hurt his, um, you know, hurt his, I guess, I don't know what I, in terms of not so much legacy, cause he's already solidified in terms of, you know, point guard God. Um, but he, you know, he, he's, his jump shot developed later, in, later in the, in his career. Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit, talk a little bit about that? Like, how, like when you're around just watching that develop and go on. It actually, I, it was cool actually for me for for a basketball standpoint because I got to learn how to shoot too. So <laughs> it was, um, it was. Um, I think, I mean, it's always. I like to say better late than never. True. And I mean, he finished. I think I want to say he finished his career in the top ten for three pointers made. But I mean, I think he shifted down the list a bit. <laughs> but. Um, I think it was. In, I think it was important to him that he did. And I mean, I know he caught a lot of flack for it in his early years. And I think, I mean, I'm happy he did. I'm happy he did. Um, and I think it helped. I mean, in regards to his legacy, I think. I mean, in my opinion, he's one of the greatest point guards ever. Like, well, he's solidified. One like. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, for me, like, I'm not just saying that because he's my dad. I Like, watching him play the game, for me, like, an all-time great player has the ability to make everyone around them better. And if, Facts. if you can make everyone around you better and help bring them to, like, your level, like, I don't, like it just, it's, it's, so, it's fun to watch. And it's just, it, it, I mean, it was so much fun to watch, like, mm-hmm. as I've grown up to watch him play and it was just it was always so fun so denny blanco if i told you would you believe me if i told you jason kidd has made more threes than dirk davisky would you believe me yeah he, yeah yeah I, yeah uh, uh, yeah yeah or, or or does dirk <laughs> have more than than, than jay kidd more threes made made yeah, yeah, I would say that Jake's JK been in the league longer than Dirk. Yeah, right. No, no, same by no. same time, by the same time. 
In terms of the time span, really? What time? Dirk played longer. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So what's the answer, Randy? So Jay Kidd has six more threes than Dirk Nowitzki, and Jay Kidd is uh, number ten all time in three point three pointers made. Number ten. Oh, he slid down to ten. Wow. Yeah, he was like number two or three for a hot minute. Then you yeah. like Harden comes in and Paul yeah. Pierce and Reggie, you know them guys, Steph Curry. I mean, uh, Steph. Steph's gonna blow everybody out the water. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's gonna be he. He got the he got the Infinity Shooting Stone. Yes, he does. Yes, you, yeah, he got the Infinity Shooting Stone, and I don't think anyone's gonna have that stone for a long time. Maybe. So ever. obviously, we're gonna go back and forth with different time frames. So just, sure. I mentioned Dirk, so I'm, I'm I'm gonna get to him now. So obviously, when Jake Kidd goes back to Dallas, and I don't want to get to the finals yet, but just seeing Dirk and you know, seeing that guy play for a franchise, one franchise for his whole career, which is very rare nowadays, unless you're Dirk or Duncan or Kobe, yeah. um, 20, 20 years, multiple time all-star world champion. Um, I know you've probably been around Dirk and had conversations with him, but what is it? What was it like being around in the aura of a guy like Dirk Nowitzki? It honestly just life changing. It was like it. It um, just watching him, just like how he was about like working out and training, and just like everything he did, and just watching him play was always so much fun. And like it was just like it was, just, it's indescribable just because like someone his size shouldn't be able to do the things he he was doing. Like he could he that one legged fadeaway is just not guardable. That one that one that one legged fadeaway was just never guardable, and mm -hmm. I always tried to mimic it. It was always <laughs> it didn't always work out like his. Did. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, Dirk man, just he's a world world class dude. Honestly, I love him. He mm -hmm. always, always so cool, always so nice, and I mean. Like I, I, it was always an honor for me to just watch him play because I knew his what his importance to the game was, and I, a lot of people, like, I mean, with the exception of the entire city of Dallas, don't I mean, not yet have realized the importance of Dirk's contributions, and I think I mean he's a surefire Hall of Famer. Like that's not not even a debate. Like. And I think th that run that they had in 2010, 2011 just was the final nail for it. Like it was, it was just so freaking cool, man. Uh, yeah, I, I want to piggyback off that because, uh, you know, the big German, I've always loved him, you know, him watching him with Nash and then watching him with Jay Clay later on and Jason Terry in that series, uh, they, you know, they beat the Miami Heat, right? So they yeah. beat the Miami Heat. And I, I was, I didn't. I did not expect the, the Mavericks to beat them. I I don't know how many people did at the time, but I thought you know Miami was loaded, and I was expecting a um, you know I was expecting a uh, win for Miami. They know how long how many games. I just knew it was going. I thought it was going to be a win, but the the you know with the big German there and and Jason Kidd and and Jason the other Jason. If people forget the other Jason, Jason yeah. Perry. Yes. Jason Terry is looking across the other side and, and telling folks like, "Yo, just because they got 
LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosh. You think we're just gonna go? Oh, here's the rings, guys. No, we're gonna no. play for these rings, and and that 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 actual team will go down in one of, as one of the best teams. Um, you know, and one of the best teams to ever win a championship. That team in particular, but um, yeah, I I would agree. I would agree. I think that Dallas team, man. Oh my goodness! I remember my first day. It was my first day of school, and I told my friend, "I'm like, I think, like, I mean, I told my friends every year just because I mean, I wanted my dad to win championships, but um, I was like, this. I I told my friend, I was like, I don't know why I'm saying this. I'm like. I don't know why, like, I feel this way, but I feel like this year's going to be really special. Because, I mean, you look at that Dallas team, Karan Butler, who was huge. He got hurt, mm. unfortunately. I mean, you got guys like Peja, who, I mean, I think needs to be in the conversation, too, of one of the best shooters, I mean, I've ever seen. He's, like, it's, like... They were loaded. They were, they were loaded. Jason Terry, Peja, Deshaun Stevenson, Pat... Oh. Tablet, Dirk, Steve Novak, Sean yeah. Marion. People forget Steve Novak was on that team. <laughs> Tyson Chandler, Karan Butler, JJ Barea. Mm, he, he was huge. He was huge. J, the t- honestly, I mean, Dirk, Dirk being Dirk, that's all we needed Dirk to do. Dirk, Dirk's going to do Dirk, and he does it better than anybody. JJ Barea and Tyson Chandler were probably the two biggest parts of that championship run as well. Mm-hmm. JJ balled out in the playoffs. That you know, it's funny that Lakers series. I was not expecting. I was expecting that to be a series. I was expecting that to be a series. I was not. I was honest. Like I was shocked that it went played out the way that it did but i mean they everyone on that team would probably say that they weren't just because of the way that they played and cuz i think after that portland series kind of to go back to brandon roy he scared he scared me like i i thought portland portland scared me that that portland team scared me. yo him and Marcus aldridge they they came to play and that team mm. was good and should be talked about a little bit more yeah, they, you know what? That, that, that was when you mentioned the, the. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. The uh, you know the Western Conference, you know, semi semis. It was a sweep. It's the Lakers. I mean, from, if I remember correctly, you mentioned JJ. I mentioned JJ. We mentioned you mentioned JJ. JJ was unguardable. No one could guard him on the Lakers. That's why it was. It was. It was. It was. You know, it was a sweep because no one could guard him. And then obviously everyone was. Everyone was doing what they needed to do. But you know, they the team was destined. It looks like. Oh, I I, I would agree, I would agree with that. I think. It, the cool thing about like watching these championship teams and like, I mean, like after watching the last dance, it kind of helped me understand it more. Like, like what, what, it, what goes into it more and like what the, like the importance of everybody, the, the roles, everybody who plays. Mm. And I think, I mean, at a young age, I kind of understood it, but like the last dance kind of helped me understand this team a little bit better. And I think, when you get everyone that buys into one goal and they're doing everything, like it doesn't matter like who's doing what and like you buy into, and I think Rick Carlisle's a great coach and deserves a lot of credit for that team as well. I think he, he, um, when you get everyone to buy in like the way that they did, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. Right. 
you to piggyback off that as well. You, when you have a team, a championship team, you have a com- piece of components. You have, and you see it early. You have. It's, to- a, it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. You see it early, and I've only won. I've only been on one championship team in high school. It was baseball's a long time ago, long time ago. But the <laughs> thank, you. thank you for the golf. Yo, 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 my man TJ gave it the the golf. Yeah, the golf I always need that. Always need that. Always need that. <laughs> always need that. But the point is, right? So you see it early, right? You see, first and foremost, you have to have the star player. You have to have the guy, the star player. Then you have to have a coach, who the star player and the coach have a beautiful relationship. Mm-hmm. And then you have the role players where everyone down on the role uh, on the bench or on the team respects the guy, the star and respects the coach. That is pretty much the nucleus or the formula for a championship team. Sometimes you see it early through the season and sometimes it catches fire in the playoffs, you know, so for me, that's where I, I see that you know championship teams you see it very often, and, and it and Jake you know Jake kids happen to be on a bunch of them. It, it's funny. I mean, I agree with you on that. Like, I, there was a game. I think they played. It was at Memphis that year. I forget the outcome, but the way that they were playing and just the way, like you could just tell, like their body, like the body language was like of a championship team. And I was like, okay, like I, I can rock with this. Like this, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna make some noise. Like, and they did, and they did. So I want to backtrack a bit. I, I want to kind of set the story um, into the 2011 season. So um, I think the first domino, if I'm not mistaken, while I pull this up, I think the first domino was the Jay Kidd trade. And I will get to him his time in Jersey in a second. But his um he spends he spends nine years with New Jersey and then we get a trade to the Mavericks. So so Denny Blanco involved in this trade was Jason Kidd, Malik Allen, Antoine Wright going to the Mavericks for Devin Harris, all star, Mo Mo Ager, Trenton Hassel, Sagana Jop a draft pick that will become Brian Anderson and a draft pick that will become Jordan Crawford and a retired Keith Van Horn. So that was, I think, the first domino to fall or one of the major dominoes to fall in this revamp of the Mavericks into the 2011 season. So, Danny Blanco, do you remember any of these guys getting traded for Jason Kidd aside from maybe Devin Harris? (laughs) (laughs) Man, listen, I don't know none of these. I mean, he, no, no. I mean, I know these guys, but we know them. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's a very big NBA universe. And these guys weren't, you know, these guys weren't. Um, wow. You know, who won this trade? Hmm. Hmm. I would say the Mavericks because they won the chip. They, they, they won the chip um, that same year. Man, talk about was, this was in 08, 09. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. So yeah, they probably went like two years later. Two years later. Yeah, it came two years later. Yeah, and it usually doesn't. Yeah, usually doesn't happen the same year. Usually it takes one or two years for it to pop off. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that that sounds right. And um, man, listen, again, Jason Kidd 
at the time was very was valuable because he made everyone everyone across the board better. So he was way worth he was worth way more than he probably was. Uh, you know, the, the trade was he was worth worth, worth way more, mm-hmm. way more. And, and plus the fact he made you know you know Kmart was good, but he made Kmart into an all star. RJ was close to an all star, but he was very productive. I think he averaged like twenty two one year. Like okay. Um, what you do so, is to also, uh, Randy. What you do is you also look at where they after Jason leaves them. Never forget when he leaves them. D- what happens to the superpowers? Do they go away? Are they still the same? And then you watch the games, and you're like, mm, I don't know. You're different without this player. Yeah, yeah. Because if, when you bring in Devin Harris. So I, I I believe Vince and RJ were still there, and I, I don't know for how long. But I know when Devin Harris was Devin Harris was there, they had Vince, they had RJ on paper. That sounds pretty good, but I I don't I don't think they ever got to that level that they had with Jay Kidd. So were they good? I don't know offhand. Did they make the playoffs? I don't know, but I know Jay Kidd took them to two back to back NBA Finals. We're talking about New Jersey Nets here. Yeah. Oh, team, the Nets. I think if Vince came a year earlier, they would have went to three in a row. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I think okay, TJ, hold up. Let's 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 let, let, let's see it. If Vince is a, is there a year earlier, that means we don't get Detroit LA in the finals. We get another New Jersey LA. In 04. and Detroit, Detroit was probably your, your 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 toughest competition back then with Rip Chauncey, Ben Wallace, Rashid. That team was very Tayshawn Prince. That team was very good. And I but, think in J Kid's tenure with with New Jersey, that was aside from that one year with Boston with Pierce and Antoine Walker, Detroit was probably your your biggest competition oh, for, sure. for that team. For sure, I think Detroit was a tough. That team that team was very tough. And I mean, I remember, I think, um, I, forget, I forget what game it was exactly in the playoffs against Detroit. And it was probably one of the best shots I've ever seen my dad take. It was that, it was like that fadeaway in the corner. And I think they tied it. Mm. And it kind of, it, it kind of, to fast forward, it kind of reminds me of the shot he took against the Nets when he was on the Knicks. Like yeah, it, it, felt, it felt like that same kind of pressure. I mean, even though it wasn't the Eastern Conference Finals, but it it was in, it was an important shot, I think, for his career. Mm. People were like, oh, he couldn't shoot. He couldn't shoot. He wasn't a great shooter, but he could make it when you needed him to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what that's that's what. At the same time, that's what you usually need. For me, I'm always about not too much looking at percentages. Can you can you make them when we need them? Yeah, and I mean, I think he did that to an extent because I mean, everyone misses. <laughs> everyone exactly. Everyone misses, and and I think this is my gripe with people now, like who criticize LeBron, like why well, just mm-hmm. let appreciate what he's doing. Exactly. Uh, he's doing these absurd, amazing things in his 18th year, and mm-hmm. just uh, like we we gotta appreciate what, while we got him. No, we don't. No, we don't. You know why? 
Because they hated Jordan. Oh, they, yeah. They hated, they hated Kobe. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's... it's they it's, hated Michael. They hated Michael, too. I said MJ. They hate MJ, Kobe. They, they hate the greats. And it comes with the... It, Shaq. They hate Shaq. It comes, with, it comes with the territory, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. A- AI, too. They hate AI, too. Oh, they hate it. It carries. AI carries. What's that? Man, so, I don't know. Yeah, I do want to bring this up too because another major domino t- in leading up to that 2011. I know TJ told me the J Kid was 0809. Sean Marion go, 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 goes, go. goes in a deal from Toronto. Matrix. So those who those who just know Sean Marion as a Phoenix Sun, he was also a Toronto Raptor for a hot second. Oh. Um, so the Mavericks get Sean Marion and Chris Humphreys from Toronto and Greg Buckner from Memphis. Uh, and Memphis got Jerry Stackhouse from Dallas, some cash yep. as well. Toronto got Devin George and Antoine Wright. Yeah, so yeah. That, yeah. So Dallas won in that. Looks like Dallas won in that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, sneaking, sneaking the, uh, which is interesting too because you know Sean had before Toronto. I think Sean was in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. Yeah, so I don't understand why he was why and all the teams were you know really looking at him to pick him up like that. And look like Dallas was like come come home. Hmm, interesting. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't didn't Marion? He was a rookie. My dad in Phoenix. He was a rookie with your dad in Phoenix. There you go. But doesn't he doesn't he go to Miami? At some point, wasn't he involved in some uh, like a Shaq trade or something like that? He maybe. he went to Miami, I think, before uh, maybe after Toronto. This is what Matrix was talking about. Yeah, yeah, he was he was he was in Miami Heat. I think he he was involved in a Shaq trade or something like that. Yeah, no, I, maybe I, I, the time the the timeline is messy, but yeah, uh, very. That's <laughs> true. So I'm looking at oh well, I been, remember him being a Raptor for a second, and then I do remember him. I know he was with the Heat. Yeah, Suns, Suns 99 in 2007, and Heat 2007-2008, Raptors for 2008 season, uh, half the end of 2008 season, and then he jumped on the Mavs 2009 to 2013. Oh, so maybe when Shaq got, when Shaq left Miami, he went to Phoenix. There you go. John Marion was involved in that deal to go to Miami. There you go. Okay. There you go. Yeah. He he went to Miami to Toronto, Toronto to the Mavericks. Yeah, right. Yeah, because he did go to uh, he did uh, Shaq did play in Phoenix. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, those Dallas, those Dallas teams before their title run were fun too. Oh, absolutely. They had, they had some they had some hoopers, but they just ran into some good teams. Usually, what happens in the West? Usually, what happens in the West is usually West is is uh, murderous row. So, who do you right now? Magic wand. TJ, you got the magic wand. Boom! You see, you see the future. Who's standing there with the NBA trophy this year? This year. Mm. I mean, I, I gotta say the Lakers. Of course, that is his dad works for them. I gotta say the Lakers just because. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I said, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing a Maverick shirt, but <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm saying. So it's like, of course, I'm like. I, I just like Ni- these Nike shirts, but <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Hey, hey, Denny, why, why don't you show, why don't you turn that hat around to show TJ who you're going for this year? Turn the hat around. I'm sorry, what? Turn your <laughs> hat around to show TJ who you're rooting for. To be fair, TJ, he did say he, he Denny did pick the Lakers to win the title, but if he turns that hat around, you know deep inside who he's rooting for. <laughs> and oh. he don't want to do it. He don't want to do it. Is it a team I'm familiar with? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, TJ, on. just imagine Lakers and, and uh, net finals. That's 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 weird. My, my dad works for Lakers, but I, I grew up watching the Nets I'll, and being a Net fan. I'll, pro I'll probably be off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. You, you, probably, you probably won't hear from me. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Um, were you... Uh, you know, as a fan, and I, I got a few more left. Uh, as a fan, were you kind of upset that the Nets went from New Jersey to Brooklyn, or were you more like, "Hey, listen, we had our time there. It, it is what it is. It, it, it's a brand new start. Brooklyn is different, and now you having all these big time guys come to Brooklyn. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, even before that, Pierce, Garnett, Joe Johnson, D. Will. You, you guys have had a lot of talent on that on that on, um on that franchise. So were you more upset that they left or more like, Hey, our time was up. I I mean, it's so hard. Cause I mean, I love New Jersey. I, I went to the last, I was actually at the last Nets game ever. Mm. Against so who? That, uh, it was against Philly and I think they lost, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was cool. It was cool. Like being, I remember that game pretty well. Like it was cool being, there and like just seeing all the legends and then like i think my dad did a video because i think they were playing somebody else but um he um it was cool like it was cool i got this letter from the nets then they were super cool about it they're like oh we want to cordially invite you and your family to come to the game and nice it was a fun night it was a fun night it was cool seeing all these like all the legends dr j was there i think and then um sure. Sure. yeah no, he was there um he um he was cool and then um it was it was a fun night. It was a fun night, and um, I mean, Jersey was fun. And I mean, who knows where the wind blows and New Jersey gets a basketball team sometime mm -hmm. in the very very far away future. But because um, I think Seattle needs a team first, see, see, Seattle. Yeah. I think Seattle needs to be first on that list. Um, but yeah. I think New Jersey. I mean, they're great fans, and they're always so great to me. And I'm forever grateful for that. And for those who don't know, your your dad's number is in Barclays in the Raptors right now, right? Yeah. Nice. 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 How'd that feel? How'd that feel for you, man? It was emotional. It was emotional. I can't lie. Like, shit, I was crying. <laughs> I oh was yeah! Crying. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah, man. It was um, it was emotional. I, I was showing the emotion for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so you you got to uh, keep it real now. Yeah, for sure. Izod slash Prudential. No, not not Prudential. Continental, Continental Airlines. That's what yeah. I know. Continental and, and Izod or Barclays Center. Oh, you got. Oh, I I I played the fifth. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I love Good answer. I love both. I love both. Like I honestly can't. Say a bad thing about either because I mean, I grew up 
eyes are kind of mental and like I got like it's funny when I go back to MetLife and like I'll run into random security guys they're like TJ and I'm like yeah um, and it was it's always like so great to hear that I was like I mean like uh, like if I was able to have an impact on someone's life like I'll I'm always grateful like if it was positive I'm really grateful like I I'm just it, it was all it was a, such a fun ride in New Jersey and then and then the second time around in Brooklyn was even more fun just because like it was that feeling of home. But I mean, it was Brooklyn. I mean, Brooklyn's great. Brooklyn's great. New Jersey was great. Nets fans. I love, I love them. Hmm. So TJ, look at, look at this play. I know you remember it. Oh, this was a long ass game. So daddy, do you know what I'm about to play right now? Looks familiar. Uh, so this, this is game five, tied up 2 2. They're up three. Oh, yeah. Reggie hit it. Bong. Yeah. Bong. That was, the, that was wow. the early, early introduction to the 30 foot hit, 30 foot on your head. Yeah. Oh, and then double overtime. Reggie just racks it out of nowhere. Look, look, look at the Bong. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was vintage Reggie. That wow. was vintage. That was vintage, vintage. But no, people forget also, too. Great series, great series, by the way. Indiana, Indiana had one or two years where they were very good teams. Yeah, mm. Indiana had a murderous row. Rick Smix, Mark Jackson. You know, I, you know, I think the coach might have been was Rick Carl. Yeah, yeah, because they had Jermaine O'Neal, Ron Artest, Reggie was still there, Austin Crozier. They had a Jamal Tinsley. They had a squad. Jalen Rose. Yeah, Jalen Rose. They had a squad. They so so. I mean, they and uh, um and Jackson too, Stephen Jackson. Yeah. And Steve, no, they had it. They had a they had a squad. Um, that, that game was long as hell. No, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> no, everybody's like, can somebody win already? Um, TJ, before you go, you fell asleep. <laughs> you fell asleep. <laughs> before you go, TJ, let me ask you one last question. All right, listen. I usually want to ask this to everybody who's uh you know basketball brain. Sure. You know, been around basketball for a period of time. All right. Aliens land on the earth. They want to play us for the earth, play basketball for the earth. We have to pick the best five on the earth to represent for the universe. Okay. On the universe is on the line here. Okay. Now, mind you, you can pick players past and present for this universe play. Mm -hmm. Who's your starting five? So I'm casting Space Jam three. There you go. Hit it. Pretty okay. much. Pretty much. Okay. Um. All right. So I'll probably say Dame. Mm. Okay. Luca. Mm. Oh, he he's going current now. He's going current. Yeah, I, I like okay. it. Can I go to the past? I said any play, any player. <laughs> anybody you want. You anybody you want. Anybody. You press a button. They're there. Anybody want? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need guys that can move still, but, <laughs> but hey, hey, no, no, they're, they're primes. This is their prime, prime oh, time. Oh, they're man. prime from their era. Whatever player you want for the universe. But uh, I mean, are those two for sure? Dame and Luca, holla at me. LeBron, could be, yeah. Dame, Luca, LeBron. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who's your power forward? KD. KD's okay. put a stretch for holla at me. I like where you go, TJ. I like it. Who's your center? Ooh. Ooh, this is a good one. Good question. I have to say Giannis. 
the young TJ. All right. Well, it's gonna be you know it's gonna be a lot of fouls. The aliens will be fouling, so we'll see. TJ, no shack. Oh, if Giannis, <laughs> if Giannis isn't available, then Shaq. You saw Shaq. You saw Shaq up, up, and personal in the O2 finals against your Nets. You saw what he did to Tom McCullough. You ain't picking Shaq. <laughs> I, oh, my goodness. I mean, you're you're going to get me in trouble. You're going to get me in trouble. Hey, hey, you know what? He's right, TJ. He's, I got your back, TJ. I got your back. Man, look. Hey, man. Let's be honest, man. What it is what it is, man. We love Shaq. It is what it is, man. Shaq, Shaq back then, absolutely. If we're absolutely, I'm absolutely wrong with Shaq. But <laughs> right now, but you're saying if it happened today, right now. Today, today, right now. Okay, yeah, today, I, right I, now. I gotta go with the youth. <laughs> no, that today, right now. If it was today, right now, Dame, Luca, LeBron, Katie, Giannis. That is a tough mm. five, bro. That's tough right there too. That's, that's tough. A tough. That's a tough five, bro, bro. That's tough. Um, before I let you go, TJ, um, got a few more. So I know you've seen a lot of games. Your dad has played um, New Jersey, Phoenix, the Mavericks. Do you have a favorite game your dad played in as a net or a Maverick? Uh, I know I know. there's a lot to pick from, but does, does any one game stand out to you that, that you saw like live, up close, and personal? Up close, ooh. Man, I I probably have to say there was one game. There's one game in Dallas that I thought was awesome, and then one game against I want to say it was actually when he was a Nick, and it was against the Nets. Oh wow! It was when he kicked his leg out. Alleged. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he drew a foul and hit the three and won the game. But um, I thought that game was a, one of my favorites of his that he that I got to watch. And then mm. um, New Jersey. I mean, it's so tough because there's so many. And then Dallas. I would have to say there was um. It was a game. I think it might have been against the Suns. He had, he had like tw- he, I think he had like 20, 20 assists in like the hat. It was like something crazy. Let me see. When, when, when he was a Maverick. Yeah, he had, like he um because I remember this game because Josh Howard hit a half court shot to get him to like it was like some he bro- he tied or broke some record. Twenty five mm. assists. Look at his twenty five assists. 25 yeah. over Utah. Mm. It might have been Utah. Or it 25, might, it was, yeah, 25 was just over Utah. It was Utah or Phoenix. I, I remember the game Josh Howard hit a shot from half court to end the half. Because the, the one I have in my head, I think they lost this game. But remember that um, he was with New Jersey. They're playing at home, and they had like a triple overtime game against Phoenix Suns. Yes. Remember that game? I was at that game. <laughs> oh my god! I, I wish I was there. I think it was it was right in the heart of the seven seconds of less Phoenix Suns, Nash, Amare. Uh, oh man! I think Matrix Barzia was there. No Kubrick, no Joe, no Joe Johnson, but there was still that old sixteen was. Th- there incredible. were so 
many battles that him and Nash had. Like, it just, it was always, like, there was guys that I knew that, like, when my, he, my dad was going to match up against them, like, I was going to see the best of my dad that night. Guaranteed. Yep. And, like, I, I mean, I just, it was, like, I, that Phoenix game was a fun one, though. Like, just mm-hmm. from a basketball standpoint, like, if you're a basketball fan, I, I'm asking, like, watch that game. Watch how they move the ball. Watch how they just move without the ball. And I think moving moving without the ball is so underrated now. Like, because yeah. everyone wants the ball. Watch, <laughs> watch Golden State. Oh, Golden State is watch, beautiful. Watch Golden State. That's be that's what that's beautiful basketball. That's oh. where everyone the passing, the screening, the backdooring, the cutting, the, yeah. the 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 reaction to the defense versus you react to defense. Beautiful. It just it make like because they're my dad Nash. Those guys like they're guys that are gonna make everyone around them so much better just for being on the floor with them. And it was always just so fun to watch them battle. Facts. Uh, two more, TJ. Uh, I do want to harp on back on 2011 finals because um, when people mention the champions of the last 10, 15 years, I feel like there is that 04 Detroit team and that 2011 Mavericks that kind of get lost in the shuffle. Okay? Everybody talks about Miami and San Antonio. Um, there's, there, there, there's a Boston in there. There's the Warriors, obviously, Cleveland, but they don't talk about your Maverick team in 2011, which makes 10 years this year already. Uh, one, can you even believe it's 10 years already? And two, why don't you feel like that chip team in 2011 does not get talked about enough or like the accolades as it should because they defeated a, a, a big three in LeBron, Bosch, and, and D-Wade? I think, um, I mean, that team was just so cool to be first of all be around just because like i mean you think of all the people on that roster a lot of them just great role players but also just let like just some legends like i mean i think it was pages last year and then Mm. quick story i'll tell um so i remember it was right before the finals first was i think it was after the finals practice and um my dad was like, oh, TJ, come watch this with me. So we sit on the wall in Dallas. They, they're practice gyms in American Airlines. They have a practice gym in there, and um, we're sitting against the wall, and we're just watching Pages shoot threes. Mm. And I, when I tell you, this dude did not miss. <laughs> did he hit 190? Did he hit 197 in a row? It was like, like, no, no, nothing, nothing. Like, I forget. It was like 10, I think it was 10 spots. And I think, I, I mean, I was just in awe of it. And I think he might have missed like, I think three in total. Mm-hmm. And I was like, geez, I want to shoot the ball like that. <laughs> um, right. But when like, just the way, like the energy and the way that they just, that team carried themselves, it was a championship team, I think right from the start. Mm-hmm. And, I and think, like I said, I, yeah, I don't think I don't think they get talked about. Dirk destroyed the Heat, man. No one, no one wants to talk about it because oh. why not? They, why not? Why not? I think no one wants to talk about it because I don't think they still believe that it happened. No, I really, I, I agree with that. I think they like they. It's like 
and you know the, the people that are Miami fans just like oh well yeah LeBron just had to learn how to win so it's like he got beat and y'all not talking about it he got beat I mean because you can you can look at it like that for sure but you, I think you got to look at it like this championship teams absolutely don't happen overnight I think some teams some teams get hot at the right time you see it in every sport teams get hot at the right time but I think when you have the mindset of going in to win, which this team did, and I think the better better teams always win in the finals. Better teams always win in the finals. Like if you look at that series, everyone ripped them off after the first game. Miami, Miami won the first game, and I think everyone was surprised Dallas was able to pull off the second game. I mean, I I, I definitely wasn't just because. You get, you put out the there's a few people I want with the ball with time a little, little time on the clock, and two of them were on the floor playing against each other, Dirk and LeBron, and Dirk you give the ball to Dirk in a clutch situation you're gonna be happy with the result. Every time. right and real quick I was there for game two. I, I'm me and my brother Joe were visiting. Really, uh, my, my uncle. In I'm Florida. not jealous. I'm not jealous. I'm not. I'm not saying we sat front row. I'm saying we were there in the still, arena. We, we were still. up top by the the Alonzo Morning banners. We, we were all the way up there. I was still, still, and yeah, that, still. that the thing is that game went to overtime, and Dirk just took, Dirk just took over overtime. Like it was like whoa, like okay, now we got a series. Miami goes up two one, and then they lose the following three, because if you, if you go back to 06, the Mavs were up 2-0 against Miami and they won and Miami won four in a row with D Wade. So now this, this is kind of like their five-year removal payback from oh, the yeah. series. So oh, Dirk, Dirk felt it. Dirk and Jet were the two, I think, that were catalysts for that. Like they 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 remembered. They absolutely remembered. And they didn't want they I think they didn't want to lose that again. And and I quote Jason Terry. Jason Terry he said, uh Hey, LeBron is giving you some work. Uh, what are you going to do in game two? Uh, day two and three, Jason Kidd looked at the camera, adjusted his tie. Let's see if he can do that for four games straight. Hey. Uh, Dirk Davisky in that finals, 26-10-2. Balling. Balling. Light. Mm. Life. So, T- TJ, I'm going to get you out of here with this. I need you to explain this. And you might have an idea what I'm going to pull up, but it's Uh-oh. funny as hell. Uh-oh. Hold on. Let me get it. You're going to have to explain this. Hold up. It's I'm interested to see what this is. Yeah, I'm on uh, pins and needles. I mean, I'm, I'm pins hoping and Denny, needles. I hope Denny remembers this. You know, I'm an elephant, man. I remember a lot, man. I remember a lot of, a lot of crazy plays. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh no! <laughs> oh, you dirty! Oh, Randy, you're dirty. Nah, you. Got, you're yo, filthy. what's up? You're filthy. Oh, I love. <laughs> I love this. Bro. Oh, you're filthy. Oh, somebody's come clean this up, bro. Somebody needs that. to come clean nah. this up, bro. He I said mean, he had, he he had no timeouts, and this is what you do to get a timeout. Hey, I, I, I respect hey. it. Hey, I respect man, it. people got to hold on to their drinks, man. People got to hold on to their drinks, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of fumbling going on. And and quite frankly, I like that they put they, they pushed it out a little bit. So now the, you know, the crowd's not on there or even the crowd's not there no more. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, I think in the age of modern technology and being able to slow it down, C like CGI. I, I think they were able to like manipulate it to making him say that he's CGI. Did. CGI. No, yeah, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. I don't believe him. No, no, no. fake news. <laughs> news, baby. I, I, I roll with you, baby. I roll with you, bro. I, but, I, I saw that. I saw that live, and I said, "Yo, did Jakey to tell the guy hit me?" Or I, I thought it was just uh, uh, like an I was, accident. I was, I, I was at that game. And, oh, um, you were. Wow. Yes, I, um, I didn't, I didn't really understand what happened. Neither did I. Neither did I. It happened so fast, real time, <laughs> right? I was like, oh, dang. Um, and then, like, after the game, I saw it. I was watching it. I was watching the highlight of it on Twitter. I was like, oh, boy. I'm going to fine for this. <laughs> I mean, um, he, 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 he sold it. I mean, what are you supposed to do? That's what, yeah. that's what actors do. If you're going to be Denzel, you got to Denzel it. Exactly. <laughs> Come on exactly. now. It's funny because I coached high school basketball in, in uh, California uh, two, for like two years. And uh, there's a rule. They call it the Jason Kidd rule. You're not allowed to have drinks and stuff on the court. Wow. Yeah. So it, it was funny because I remember like the kids I was coaching, they were laughing at it because they were like, oh, they were laughing. They were like, um, they were laughing and they were like, um, oh, TJ, tell the rest of you. Dad is. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but um, leverage. All about leverage. Oh, I mean, it's a creative, absolutely a creative way to get a timeout. I should, I would have did it. I would have yeah. faked. I would have faked an injury. I would. I would. Win like, at all costs. Exactly. I'm down with that. Last question, TJ. Um, you know, just seeing that and, and him coaching. You know the Nets back then, his his former team, and now he's with the Lakers. Do you, do you see your dad becoming a head coach once again in the league? Because when there was the time when the Knicks needed a head coach, and they went with uh, Tibbs. With all due respect, I was like, you know what, Jake could be a nice candidate for the uh, for the Knicks. And I know he was in Brooklyn, in Milwaukee. He had a couple of other interviews uh, to go to. Uh, he's with LA now. But do you think he could? you know, get another gig down the road or, or more teams should look at your dad as a potential candidate down in the, in the future. I do. I do. I think, I, I mean, I think everything happens the way it's supposed to happen and mm -hmm. it happens for the reasons that there are. And I think that he, I think being an assistant with the Lakers, I, I think he, it's helped him. It's helping him become a better coach. And right. I I think those experiences in Brooklyn and those experiences in Milwaukee helped him. Like, I think, cause I mean, everyone forgets too. like, he, he, I think he waited, I want to say 10 days after retiring and then the Nets hired him. That's right. He was with the Knicks. He retired and was like, Hey, Jay kid, new head coach. Yeah. Come on down. Yes, that that took me by surprise. It was um, it was very like I think as most people in that position, like I think, I think, I think that, I'm, some people will just fall into the right situation. Mm -hmm. 
and, and it's going to just, and then it, it'll benefit them and it help everyone comes along and learns how to be a better coach or whatever it is they're doing in different ways. And I think the way that he's going about it is great. And I think he'll definitely be a head coach again someday. Hmm. Yeah, still start, still suffering steel. So, you know, obviously at the time around uh, all these other schools, these other coaches, they, you know, they're going to be sharing information, sharing plays, sharing, mm-hmm. you know, obviously going through all millions and millions of type of scenarios. So it's going to, uh, it's going to be nothing but, nothing but a uh, beneficial for him. Absolutely. For sure. So, I'm excited. I'm excited for him. Me too. Danny Blanco, any final questions for TJ Kidd? TJ, thank you so much for taking time out today to come hang out with us. We really appreciate it. We can't wait to uh, get you back on again. And please stay warm in LA. Oh man. (laughs) I'll try. (laughs) Uh, TJ Kidd, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at TJ Kidd two underscores. Um, Just real quick, let the people know um, what you're doing, you know, how they can find you outside from social media. Just, you know, keep them updated on what you've been up to. Um, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm exactly. Actually, yeah, I'm, in, I'm in college right now, so doing that. Nope. Nice. I'm also also making a little music. Okay. Nope. Yes. All right. It's, in, it's all it's all in the works right now. I don't know if you see the keyboard behind me. Nice. Okay. I'll okay. Yeah. Right what kind of music? What kind of music? Music. Music. Okay, <laughs> music. Yeah, music is music, baby. I, I can good dig answer. it, TJ. Yeah, good, good answer. He's had a lot of them today, baby. He's just absolutely draw four, draw four, draw four. Yeah, you know yep. I mean, like he's just. You know I mean, he's like he keeps coming. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, music, music, and then um, just, just um. Yeah, I mean, so you'll find me on social media most likely somewhere. Someone you still coaching or no? You still coaching or no? I'm looking to maybe get back into that here soon. Nice, okay. nice, nice. But so again, uh, if y'all want to follow TJ Kid, he's on Twitter and Instagram at TJ Kid Two Underscores. After that, Denny Blanco on both IG and Twitter. I am Denny Blanco. Me on IG and Twitter at Randy J Cruz. R E N D Y. The letter J C R U Z. Give us three a follow. Uh, you can uh, you can find the podcast again on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple. If you're a video podcast fan, you can find the podcast on the Cruise Control Podcast Network on YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. TJ Kid, my man, thank you and greatly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Likewise, man. Take it easy. You too. All right.